one of these that we have called out their names tonight. If you'll take care of the situation in each case, we hear the good news, we'll praise you for it. Lord, we ask you to bless us tonight as we study that word together. We thank you, Lord, for the one who got saved Sunday night. And uh, this coming Sunday, Lord, we're looking forward for baptismal service. And there's just some good things happening right now, Lord, and we thank you for it. We ask you to keep the church going, keep blessing. Bless each one of us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, turn your Bibles, please, to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'll begin to read verse uh, 15 and then jump across to chapter 2 and verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 15, and then chapter 2, and we'll begin to read there in verse 1. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Then in chapter 2, verse 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and to come into knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Father, would you bless now the reading of thy word to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was reading these verses, and I got to thinking that how I know that God wants everybody to be saved. Everybody. Every man. Now, in verse 4 of Second Timothy, it says, Who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Now, this is not the doctrine of universalism. This is uh, that in time, God is going to save everyone. Uh, what I'm trying to say today, or tonight, is a simple fact that I believe there's nobody out of the reach of God's salvation. God wants everybody to be saved that wants to be saved. Uh, and I, I believe this, a man goes to hell because he wants to go to hell. He don't have to go to hell. God's made a way of escape. God's made a way that he can be saved. God wants him to be saved, and I can prove it by the Word of God. I've, I've, been, I've talked to people a lot about this matter, and some people have the idea that there is just some out there that God don't want to get saved. They're too mean to be saved, so I no. I don't believe that. Everyone's not going to get saved. I know that, according to the Scripture. But that is not God's fault. Now, God's desire is that all men might be saved. Now, I can prove that by five scriptural reasons. Number one, because we are to pray for everyone. Now, I believe this. God would not ask us to pray for everyone. 
if he didn't want everyone to be saved. Amen? In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, says, I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Uh, now, if God didn't expect all men or, or want all men to be saved, why would He ask us then to pray for all men? He wouldn't. And so God asked us to pray for everybody, and therefore I believe that God wants everybody to be saved. Now, there's some hard cases out there, I know, and I deal with a lot of them. It's just hard cases of getting people saved. But I do know, and I do believe, according to the Scriptures, that number one, God gives us a reason. Number one is that He exhorts us, He asks us to pray for all men. Now, if there were no hope then for a person to be saved, why pray for them? And so I believe that God wants everybody to be saved for that simple reason. And please get this. If once someone says to you, I don't want you to, uh, to, I don't want to be saved, and I don't want you praying for me, and I've had a lot of them say that to me, now I want you to get that, does not mean that we should stop praying for them. We need to pray for them and pray that they would get saved. Now, God wants or desires all men should be saved because He asks us to pray for them. And I believe that we sin against God when we don't pray for people that we know is lost. God wants us to pray for people that they would be saved. And the second reason I know that God wants everybody to be saved is that God desires all men everywhere to be saved because Jesus died on the cross for all people. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6 who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So I know now uh, the same thing, Jesus died for sinners, saints, and the like. I was here a while back. I, I hate to even bring this up, but I just want to show a point. Just two houses down from the church here. There was a man uh, that molested uh, young boys and uh, had pornography all over his screen and they broke into his house and caught him and uh, put him in jail. Now, if there's anybody that I think that uh, ought to go to hell, it's somebody like that. But at the same time, I know that God wants everybody to be saved. I don't care what somebody's done. As long as they got breath on this earth, I believe they can be saved. I, I dealt with one young man uh, for some time, and uh, he couldn't drink. If he drank, man, he would beat his wife and just uh, just had a terrible home. And the police come and told him, said, Now, uh, you, if you hit your wife one more time, you're going to get eight years in prison. Well, he got drunk, and, and anyhow... Uh, they told him, don't you step foot in your wife's yard. You're to be, they told him, don't even get near. Well, she got the police and got her to wait inside the house. And she called the sheriff on him. And he kind of, anyhow, he came over and said, honey, I, I can't take care of the kids. I got to go to work right now. And anyhow, will you come get them? Well, he came, got them, went in the fence. They come out, arrested him, put him for eight years in jail. Now, I know that when we look at situations like this, we look at people and say, boy, there's some that ought to go to hell for what they do. 
I don't find that in the Word of God. I find in the Word of God that God is a God of grace. God is a a God of mercy. And He wants all men to be saved. Now, number two then, the reason for that is that Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for everybody, everyone. Number three, the teachings of the Bible plainly teach God desires all men to be saved. In 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us for not willing that any should perish, but it all should come to repentance. I bring, it brings to my thought a man who came forward several years ago here in church, and I was preaching, and I went down. I said, Sir, why did you come? He said, I want to be saved, but I'm not sure that God will have me. I'm not sure that I can be saved. And I said, Well... Uh, and he began to name off some things he'd done, and I stopped him. I said, look, I don't need to know that. All I want you to understand is that God loves you. He said, well, I think I've sinned away my day of grace, that God don't love me anymore and won't save me. I said, no, if you'd have sinned your day of grace away, you wouldn't be here, and you wouldn't be down here at the altar. And so I know that that's not true. Amen? You can't send your day of grace away if you still got breath enough to ask the Lord to forgive you. Now, the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness. Just because God don't rain down hell on somebody and fire down on somebody when we want Him to does not mean God doesn't love them. And He wants to see them saved. Now look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to suffer authority over the men. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong chapter. Uh, just go forward a little bit. I'd like to preach that sermon, but I won't. In Second Timothy chapter 2, look at verse 11 now. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also would deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. I believe with all my soul, God has put everything he can between us and man, us and hell. God has put everything that he can between man and hell. For instance, did you know somebody prayed for you before you got saved? Somebody down the line thought about you, prayed for you. They stood between you and hell. Did you know that every Bible-believing preacher standing and preach the Word of God is between you and hell? This Bible is between you and hell? God puts good people in your life between you and hell? There's all kinds of things that God uses to keep you from going to hell. The Bible, the cross of Christ, the church of the Lord, all these things is put between a man and going to hell. Gospel preaching, the prayers and tears of Christians, all these things uh, God has put between a lost soul and hell, not deserving any should perish, not desiring that any should perish. The grace of God is to all men then. God wants everybody to be saved. That does not mean that everybody's going to get saved, but it means that God wants everybody to be saved. There's some, like Pharaoh, that would just stiffen their neck and say, I don't want to hear that. And you can't get through to them. But God still loves them. The fourth reason is because God has never refused anyone. 
no one has ever met that come to the Lord Jesus Christ and came to Jesus that could not come. He invited them to come. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God commended His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible teaches over and over, all are sinners. So Jesus died for all, not just a few. John 6 verse 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Amen. And I can go through scriptures and all the way through it, and I can teach, I can show you all the way through the scriptures. God so loved the world, God so loved mankind. God don't want anybody to go to hell, and He'll put everything He can between you and hell to keep you out of hell. He wants you to be saved. The fifth reason God desired all men to be saved is because God gave His Son to all. God gave Himself a ransom for all. He ransomed us to keep us from going to hell. And I can read you scripture after scripture. Now turn with me back for just a moment to 1 Timothy chapter 2. I love these verses because I know so many people that's lost and I pray for them daily and I pray, Lord, let them get saved. But listen to this. And 1 Timothy chapter 2 again. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty for this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth for there is one God one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle I speak the truth in Christ and lie not. I teach of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Several years ago, I helped a man build a church near here, and he was as straight as a die when he came to preaching at that time. Later on, he started studying behind another man, and he believed that God chooses this one to go to hell, and God chooses this one to go to heaven. And God makes a choice and ain't a thing you can do about it. And that's called predestination. And he would preach that kind of preaching. And I was helping him on his house one day down there working after he started that kind of stuff. And he asked me this. He said, do you still go out on visitation and try to win people to Christ Jesus? I said, I sure do. Oh, he said, no. You just get up and preach and whoever gets saved or gets saved. They know you should going out and doing that. Well... I still believe in one-on-one soul winning. I still believe in talking to people about Christ. I still believe in urging people to come to Christ and trying my best to persuade people to come to Christ. Now, I know, like I said in in the beginning, everybody's not going to get saved. But you don't know who they are. And you know what? To me, it's like going out and picking ripe fruit. You know, it just you, somebody might have them ready, and it's a joy to lead people to saving faith in Christ Jesus. I don't get discouraged just because one person don't get saved that I talk to, and it's easy to get discouraged if you're not careful. If you go out and have somebody say, "I don't know nothing to you, God," it's easy to get discouraged. And go back home. Don't do that because God might have the next door neighbor waiting on you, 
and they might be looking for somebody to tell them about the Lord. If there's one thing I believe in, God wants everybody to be saved. And it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with some kind of religion. God wants you. It's an individual matter. Amen? And God loves you, and He wants you to be saved. And that's what I preach, that's what I teach, and I love it. Amen? Glad you're here tonight, and glad you came. I just cut it a little short tonight. My wife went through her, her operation today and doing good. And I appreciate she had a cancer on her face and they took it out. And she's doing good tonight and have her here tonight. Amen. So y'all continue to pray for these. Let me read these over again to you. Some of you were here when I read them. Joe Boatwright is in a nursing home. And uh, so please remember him. Jerry. Uh, then Jane Stubblefield. Uh, then uh, Amanda Church, his father-in-law, David Church, got an accident and lost his leg. So we want to remember them. And then Brother Mrs. Harden is on a trip. She's going out of town. Remember her. Uh, Tommy Harden's friend has got a virus that's in the hospital. Or not a friend, just somebody he knows, but he has called us to remember them in prayer. So keep those in mind, if you would please, throughout the week and pray for them. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being here tonight. We ask you to bless your people. Watch over and keep us now. See us safely home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for being here tonight.